a listener production. Welcome back to the Howie Games Artist Series, Episode 11, Part B, featuring footballer turned TV star and creative character of great renown, Tony Armstrong. Frequent listeners to the show know I have a couple of kids who I'm blessed that they've met you, Sky, the pickle, and Mako, the big penguin, who you met as he was coming home from school. Those that are most invested in the guest ask a question of the guest. You, if you're prepared to, get the question from the big penguin. Are you ready? I'm, 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 I'm nervous. Hey, Tony, big penguin here. First off, very good that you're playing for the seagulls. Yeah, yeah. bring it, Tony. Bring it, son. So, where I live in a little town near Geelong on the coast, everybody goes for Geelong except for one of my really good friends. He goes for the Bulldogs. Anyway, everybody tries to tell me that I go for the Hawks and my second team should be the Cats. But, Tony, there is no such thing as second teams. You can only have one team. And you played for Adelaide, Sydney and Collingwood. And you can only say one. Who is your favourite and who do you go for? Bang! Good question, Pengos. Love that from the Penguin. Good question. Um, Also, loving the energy. Mm. There's a future here. There's a big future here for him. He's trying to take a percentage of the podcast. Is he? Yeah. It's not going to happen. I was about to say, how's that going down? Well, not great. Uh, 5% of stuff, all this stuff. <laughs> that's, what keep, that's what I keep telling you. Sydney Swans. Are they? Yeah, yeah. I had the best time there. And I, and I, I, grew, up, I grew up going for them and then it was a dream come true to play for them. The, the first time that I can remember you coming into my sphere of mm-hmm. what I enjoy and appreciate in the world was you have to tell me if I'm wrong, when you were playing for Collingwood, all of a sudden there was this bloke that I knew played footy and he was writing articles. Yes. In the paper. I started off in the Sun. Okay. So it's in the Herald Sun. Mm. And there's a guy that typically if a footballer is writing articles in the paper, he's the 250-game yep. premiership that we yep. were talking You're about. Yeah, Luke Hodges. Yeah. Yep. But then... I'm two paragraphs in, and this is where we start to get into the artistic side of your world, and you're writing about football but not in a kicks and touches way. And I was like, I really dig this guy. Yeah. And then consistently would read your articles. How did that come about and what's the key from your experience, because I know you do a lot of writing now, Mm. what's the key to writing an interesting sports article that isn't, me and the boys went to training and then we got beat on the weekend and we went to recovery and the coach said this. Well, I think I, th- I think those articles are interesting to some people. Yes. Um, yes, not to me. Yeah. So I think, I, I, that's my choice yeah, as a consumer. No, no, no. Because, um, yeah, I think I think there are some people who, who love. Yes. Who love knowing. Who consume, consume, consume. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think what I find interesting is the kind of almost intangible stuff, you know, you talk about it from a romantic point of view. So I loved reading Bob Murphy's articles. Yes, and I can um, see the similarities between yours and his. Yeah, so I, I I really really enjoyed the way he spoke about football, but also, so what I tried to do when I was writing them was write about stuff that I think people that I thought people would be interested in that they hadn't necessarily heard. So you know, an article that did really really well was. Um, as, as it was coming to kind of the end of the season, 
and all the all the guys are getting their um they're getting their just deserves like for instance david mundy today and and jk today and um and stevie motlop today um you know they've been superstars um they've they've gone around the horn a billion times they've been guns and they deserve to be celebrated but at the same time there's there's players there who've worked just as hard busted their ass and things haven't gone their way but they've still fronted up and i was like well you know let's not forget them mm. like it's it's just as tough a time and it's just as big a career change or life change for them i mean and maybe even harder because not only did they not get what they want you know now they're now they're gone um and and like Already, I think that's really interesting because you've got this nice juxtaposition and of you know superstars versus sort of mid tier, you know, for lack of a better word. Like I was, I would say I was a nobody on the way out. And but we rarely hear those stories. Yeah, no, no, but and and like that's that that's what excited me. Yeah, and so I was like, well, I'm not going to write something cliched. Yeah, or something that I know people that that like I know would do okay. Because that just that wouldn't excite me, and I would feel shit about writing something that wasn't true to me. So you, uh, a few weeks ago, um, you came on uh, on Best on Ground, a show we do on Fox on a Saturday yes. night, um, and you were outstanding, and it was wonderful to have you there. But we were talking about um, management, and I said, you know, you manage by a sport or a more a creative person, and then you were telling me you were into other forms of writing. Mm. What other forms of writing? Yeah, so... Um, See, like, this is a man of many talents. <laughs> I'm trying to convey this is a man of many talents. So what, what are you writing? Um, so I'm writing a couple of telly shows, like um, scripted, uh, scripted TV shows. Are you? Like, yes. Like a drama? Yeah, a- so one of them would be a comedy drama. The other one would be uh, just an absurd comedy. Um, funny stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, I like to think I'm funny, but I mean... You're funny? Oh, well, thanks, I'll take it. Um but yeah. So, so where do you start? So, so you're writing a... So scripts. Scripts. Yeah. So, so like, a, a person A says this, person B says this, it's set in this yeah, location. Yeah, so in, like interior, you know, interior, mid-afternoon, you know, um, tiny, tiny, tiny diner, dust on the counter, this, that, the other. Um, Merrill 35 is behind the bar, you know, tall, hawkish, you know, all that kind of stuff. Hawkish? All I'm listening and then you're, no, I'm just making that up. And now. you're writing. I'm just making that up. Yeah, now. yeah. And then, and then, so that so that would be a big text which sets up the scene, and yeah. then you go, and then you give some directions. So it'll be like you know, um, uh, Meryl, Meryl. Sarah, yeah, Meryl, Meryl, and then you have her. Um, so Meryl to Mark, do 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 do, and you've got the dialogue. And then you write, and then you write your dialogue whilst giving action and all that kind of stuff. Where does this come from? And and I it, don't know. Does, I, okay, I, so does so it flow I'll, out, or is every word a bloody a no, sweating no, no. bloody so, mess? So the way so the way I've been taught to do it is so you so you so you build your world. So um, you work out like you might. It's kind of like you 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 build a big premise of what your world is like, who lives in it, what what other shows might be a touch point for the world, hmm. um, so that whoever's reading it, who you eventually would pitch it to, would. Um, would, would be able to get an idea in their head of what it's like. Um, and then you basically explain the rules of the world, blah, blah, blah. And then you go through and you give like a really detailed kind of synopsis on each of the characters, um, each of the main characters. 
So you basically create a Bible and then you might do like a scene breakdown. So rather than write like the scenes themselves, you give like a a sentence or two on each scene. Have you learned to do this or have you just sort of picked it up as you've gone along? Bit of both, yeah. Um, And then, so like I've never had any formal anything. Okay. Um, And then once you have your scene breakdown and you've really nutted that out, then you put the scene breakdown there and then you start writing using the scenes. And how many, how many hours would have gone into this to this point? Ballpark. Oh, ballpark, maybe a couple of hundred. For how many episodes? Um, so a couple of... You're talking two different projects? Yeah, two different projects. I'm talking at the moment. So I'm not going too far with them because we're still in the pitch mode. Okay. Um, so how does that work? So basically you go to networks and you, and, um, how so, long do they give you? So one of them is not ready to pitch. Okay. No. So like, um, one of them I haven't pitched the other one I have. Can you take me into a pitch? What happens? So you walk basic, in the door. No. So basically you come up with like a really good document, blah, blah, blah. So say it's got the Bible, which is, this is the world. These are some example episodes. These are the characters. These are who we think the, um, the characters um, could be played by. So you give some suggestions and then you might have a, uh, a pilot episode. And you put that together, you send that off and then you have a meeting about it. And you have to convince them that this is a show that's going to succeed and make them money. And then so what often happens is... Um, and then what often happens is they'll go, yep, you know, we like it. Let's get a production company involved and we'll put it into some more development before before we give it the green light. And do you get concerned that their development will take away your concept from what you had in your head? Well, eventually anything, if it's got more than just you. You have to will, hand over some ownership. Will, 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 will eventually be influenced and, and go away from the original idea. Hmm. So that's why you try to make it, like you try to get it as far as you can. And what would it mean to see your production come to life on TV? Oh, I'd love it. I mean, yeah, I bet you would. It'd um, it'd be really cool. Uh, Super cool. Because, yeah, I think um, that's kind of like this 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 kind of space is a space that I, am, I, I get excited by. So now that we talk about the key of breakfast TV, mm-hmm. which I'm fascinated by, I've never done it. Um, now that you are what I would call, you've become somehow tone, become... Like a, you'll laugh at this, like an it guy. Oh, yeah. Like. It's weird. It, 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 it is. You're like you're an it guy. So when you say stuff, it gets reported. When you do stuff on ABC TV, it goes beyond your breakfast show into the wider medium, which to them is. Oh, it's gold. Absolute gold. Gold, Jerry. <laughs> so how, how, do you, how do you deal with, and now we talked about you writing, how do you deal with the Daily Mail article huh. that comes out off the back of this saying um, uh, TV star has grand plans for documentary? Tony Armstrong's put three, he's put his heart and soul into making this TV show and there'll be a, a headline that says something completely different. Um, yeah. TV star heartbroken about... Whatever it is. How yeah. do you deal with that? When you're a bloke that play footy and now you're a, <laughs> like you're an it guy, an oh, it guy. It's weird, mate. Um, uh, I mean, all that Daily Mail stuffs. It's actually hilarious. Every every now and then, I'll actually read one of them and just laugh at how much is wrong in it. 
I'm just like, far out. Well, it's all wrong. Oh, I know. That's what I mean. And I'm like, I'm like, how is, how is this going to print or not to print to whatever you call it when it goes online? Well, we, we, we have, a, we have a, a show on Triple M on a Friday night where we make stuff up about each other. We made it up that Jason Dunstall had <laughs> two solariums in a day and it Love was called that. the double sizzle. The double sizzle. All of a sudden, the chief having the double sizzle is reported as fact. I find it bizarre. Yes. But I'm not in the headlines, but you are. People are writing these yeah, I know. things about you. I mean. The double sizzle. The double sizzle. Don't mind that. <laughs> Don't mind that from the chieftain. Just completely <laughs> made up. No, I can't believe he does it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I read it in the Daily Mail. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So what is it like when it's you? Oh, it's weird. Like I, I just... So, like, I find all, all of that side of what we do really strange. Yes. Because it's like, it, it, it's an unfortunate, um, it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy that I don't want, but I do want because the side effect of getting what I want will mean that that will be worse. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, you can't have one without the other in the modern world. Exactly, right? And, it's, hmm. and, I'm, and, hmm. and, and I don't like that. Like, um, I'm sure you've got some questions about it, but just to jump forward, um, like I tried to avoid the red carpet at the Logies. Like I, I scoped it out the day before. It's not happening, mate. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, like I was like, okay, I know how I can get in and I got grabbed by the collar by publicity and they were like, this way, mate. Yeah, <laughs> and they walked me through. So like it's not, like that stuff's not my cup of tea. So ha- how, how was... The red carpet experience. I hated it, mate. Because, the, like, the weird thing is, it's like you got people in your face. Everyone's flashing cameras. Like, I mean, it just it just feels like it's just really not me. Like, I don't enjoy I, – I get quite uncomfortable getting my photo taken mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. like, like even, even, even doing this, like, I don't really like going on podcasts and talking about myself – um, Doing a pretty good job. <laughs> I know. I know. Don't, no, don't, don't worry. When I'm when I'm when I'm with my friends, it's a, it's a different. Can you stop talking? I am. About I am well. It's... I'm well versed at talking about myself. Just 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 not with a mic. So on, on the red carpet, it's an interesting one because you being on the red carpet, and congratulations on your Logie. It, it's it's everything who you're not, and yeah. you're telling me it makes you uncomfortable. Yet for your career. And the opportunities it will provide you, I know, are unbelievable. So it kind of, it's so weird. Did, like, did you ever watch that? Um, did you ever watch that film, Devil's Advocate? Yes. It like it feels like a way less serious yes. version of that. Yeah, I get that. I get. Where that. it's like, I know. Well, I can really clearly see some great opportunities ahead if I, if I. If I play the game, mm. or play the game is probably the wrong word. No, but no, just, it, it is. You if, know, yeah. if you do what people expect you to do, yeah. walk the red carpet, have your photo taken, all of that stuff, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. And and I know it'll be beneficial, but it, but then it's just at, like how much, how much of it am I willing to do? How much of yourself are you willing to give away? Exactly, mm. exactly. Like, and, this is the problem with being an it dude. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. No, so so like. Um, yeah, like I don't, there are certain things I don't really like to talk about. Um, 
And also I think it's kind of weird. Like I think the more it kind of builds, probably the I think the more the more discerning I'll be with what it is I do. You'll need to protect yourself. Exactly. Like it'll it'll have to be something out of the box. Mm, I get that. You know, or or say I was to write a, a book, then you know you go to the book tour because yep. you know that that's good for everyone. More of Tony shortly, please. If you have some time or if you miss them, go back and listen to the first 10 episodes of the Artist Series. If you've got some time, please do. They are back in the feed from September 2021 and feature the likes of Paul Kelly, Kirk Pengilly, Tame Impala, Dan McPherson, Will Anderson, Andy Lee and plenty more, including former rugby player turned singer-songwriter Pete Murray, who spoke about his very, very first gig. I had no idea. I just rocked up and said, who's the owner? And so Jan Dooley uh, was, Jan and Tom Dooley owned it. Jan sadly's passed away now, but she was great. She's, I know, like, uh, um, can I play a few songs for you? And just if you if you like me, I'm just wondering if I can get a gig. And she was great. Um, she said, yeah, I'm about to have lunch. So why don't you sit up there, play a few songs, and um, I'll have a listen and then I'll kind of let you know if, if you, you know, if, if you got the gig. So I'm like, yeah, sure. So I'm sitting down. I played about three songs. At the end of the third song, she came up and said, you're great. I love you. Fantastic. Can you do – and this was on um, Monday. She said, uh, can you start Friday? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, sure. I try to be confident. You know, yeah, sure, I can do that. You know? And she said, all right, see you Friday. You're going to do like uh, four – Four forty-five minute sets. I'm thinking, holy That's shit! It's a lot of songs. It's a lot of songs. I'm gonna have to repeat, do some different versions of certain, you know, songs. <laughs> so I was, I was panicking all week, and I was trying to learn as many songs as I could. Had to go and get a PA from somewhere, and I was so nervous. When driving in Friday night for this gig, I was excited, but I was just petrified. And um, I got halfway there, and I just stopped the car, the Valiant, the, the car key ghost, stopped it, and I just said. <laughs> I can't do it. And I turned around and started driving home. I was that nervous. And I went, hang on, stop. Pulled over again. I said, you've got to do this. You've just got to get this out of the way. So I went in, did the did the gig. And most people at that bar are there to drink and chat. Yeah. You know, so they're not sort of focusing too much on what you're doing. But, you know, still to get through that that four sets of 45 minutes was um, was the most terrifying moment for me, you know, I think in my musical career. That is the wonderful Pete Murray on episode nine of the Artist Series back in November 2021. Alrighty, back to Tony. So the breakfast TV itself, mm-hmm. you're doing some filling in. Um, for PK, for Paul for Kennedy. For Paul Kennedy. Um, can I tell you a story about Paul Kennedy? Please. So Paul Kennedy is a gun at what he does. So he was the sports reporter on ABC TV, on The Breakfast Show, before mm-hmm. you were Tone. I used to work in the Channel 10 newsroom with him. Yes, I know that. And he was your proper news reporter. Well, he's a journo. Like, he's a he's journo. A yeah, he's yeah. a journo. I'm not a journo. Man, I, I, I believe your Instagram mum claims um, journalists. Uh, well, I didn't well, write I, mean, oh. <laughs> I don't think I'm a journal. I'm not. I've never studied it. I don't have any qualifications. So I think news, you and I are quite similar well, in that the regard. The news will be presented each night and my job was to do the sports story before sport, the, the story. So I would do the sheep that thought it was a dog, the UFO that was sighted in Murrumbina. That would have been. That would have really lit the fire. 
Mate, the sheep that thought it was a dog was a ripping story. We had budget. We flew a helicopter. <laughs> we we, we flew the helicopter to go and do the story. I still haven't been in a helicopter. Um, Can we sort that out? Well, the Channel 10 one only had one engine, which always concerned me. <laughs> I, we did a story one day. We went in the chopper for two hours to regional Victoria, and this bloke thought he was going to save space by burying people vertically rather than horizontally. <laughs> So these, this would be what I would offer same, up. Same amount of space, brother. Correct. That's what I was trying to tell him. Anyway, Paul Kennedy, when he left Channel 10 News to, I think, go and work for the ABC, I said, oh, mate, why are you deciding to move on? And he looked at me with a straight face and he said, I am moving on from this newsroom because stories like yours are going to air. <laughs> and I was like, I think that's fair enough. Did he, did he, was there a twinkle? There was no twinkle. No, no twinkle. No twinkle. Oh, God. Uh, there he was can, no twinkle. He can look quite intimidating too. I was intimidated, but I got his point of view because he was there to be a serious news reporter. Yeah. And there's me doing a story on yeah, yeah. the cure for Nathan Buckley's hamstring by some bloke in yeah, yeah. Uh, Ringwood who's come yeah, up with this concoction. Spa- yeah, pressure, pressure right. points or something, yeah. So we digress. I think he had a very valid point. So you, you filled in for him. Uh-huh. You're doing an outstanding job. I, I love the moment when you find out that something you want to do is going to happen. How do you find out that all of a sudden you're going to be the full-time guy? Was there a moment? Was there a phone call? Yeah, so... I kind of, there was kind of a couple of like whispers that maybe Paul Kennedy um, was ready to not come back right. when I was filling in and, and 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 go to his current role, which is seven thirty. And he dominates, and he's very very good at oh, what he does. He's so good at what he does. Um, so he's a journalist. He, you and oh me, man, two I mean, dudes chatting on a podcast. Get, I'm going to change mean, my Instagram handle. Seven seven thirty aren't going to let me near it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are. Hey, guys, I've got a story. Yeah, it's about, it's about UFOs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've been talking to Mark Howard, haven't you? <laughs> Mate, they swear there was one in Murrumbina. Go back and look. Okay. Anyway. So there was um, whispers. Yeah, but then I... Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, I get I get sat down by the by the EP, M, M, M Butzola, and she just goes, it's yours if you want it. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Oh. I think I do. Let me have a think. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of went away, spoke with my management. Um, and like, yeah, obviously, obviously I quickly came to the to the decision. Um, but yeah, it was- Opportunity of a lifetime. Unbelievable. And, you know, I guess I'm, I'm far better at this than I was at playing football, I believe. However, this is one of those timing and luck moments, right? Yes. I could have I I could have been five years I could have come here five years ago. Yeah. And put and and Paul Kennedy would have just stayed in the role for another five years. I might have lost the I might have lost the passion or the fire. I or, agree. Or whatever it is. Yeah, I agree, but at that time you'd done enough work and graph to put yourself in a position to be considered for the role. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm not I'm not discounting that, but I guess what I'm what I'm saying is Yeah, this is, time I get it. Yeah. It's just it, it's just that that little bit of luck and a little bit of timing, but you know, we've we've I've only just been around long enough, but we we've, we've definitely both been around long enough in in the kind of media game where opportunities come up and you've just got to be ready. Mm. Like you've got to have done the work because they go, "Oh yeah, it's like 
this big thing that we're asking you to do is tomorrow. And no one gives you any advice. How do you, how do you find that? I, I don't know what the ABC is like. I, I, I find with every athlete I work with, they've come from a world of feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. It's a loop. It's a and loop. They, and they say to you, how do I think I went? I said, well, if you get asked back the next day, that's the feedback you get in telly. Yeah, yeah. basically, it's, it's, it's either that or if you've got the rolling contract or if you're on contract, no news is good news. <laughs> yeah, like if, you, if, you, if you're getting a call from, from the big fella, you're getting a call from Justin Stevens. I tell you what, it's, it's not, mate, loved you. <laughs> Loved your loved your cross on the on the <laughs> no. on the wallabies, mate. No. It's- <laughs> no. So what the, your 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 job and this is the artist series, but it's it's a very creative thing you do. You're presenting sport to the nation every morning. Yep. What time's your alarm go off? Oh, three thirty. Three thirty. Mm-hmm. What time are you at work? Uh, just after four. I don't and and like this isn't out of being rude, but everyone laughs at how I just I don't talk until like. 10 to, 10 to 6. Why would you? I've got, I'm wearing a hoodie now, like the hood's on, I'm like deep, I'm like, because we- and So what are you doing? So at the ABC- So we turn on and there's you smiling, presenting the sport, mm. sport but people won't understand what you do to get to that. Seven point. minutes before that, I'm like, cool, like anywhere else, um, anywhere else, my eyes hurt. I'm in, I'm in physical pain. Yes. Um, and why, why has my series of life choices- Led to a 3.30 What's your first thought when the alarm goes off? I mean, it, oh, I see a therapist, don't I? <laughs> yeah. I think most of us would have got up at 3.30 in the morning. No, so, you, so you get no, in there and, and you have to start tabulating what you're doing. So because it's because of, I guess, the amount of budget cuts the ABC has been under um, or, or, or has been on the end of, and the um, media in general, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I like I produce and edit and cut everything. So I write all my own scripts. I find all my own vision. I edit all my own vision. So you gotta cut the vision too. I do it all myself. Right. So that's what I'm doing in the morning. So it's it's kind of the complete opposite to most jobs where you get there and it's and you ease in. Yes. For me it's like I walk in the door and I'm like, well, that's six AM is rapidly approaching. What time's your first cross typically? Between six oh five and six oh eight. Okay. Um, so so that's coming at you. So so when you when you're knackered, <laughs> how do you get on there? Like my limited experience doing breakfast radio is it's hard because of the time, but you can have your boardies and thongs, yeah, and your Sydney Swan socks on as yeah, I do now, ones. and your hat backwards, mm-hmm. and away you go. Yeah. But you've got to be Mr. Bright and Sparkly. Well, I think. Well. I'd, I mean, you'd still get it on radio. Adrenaline is a is a is a big one. Like yep. I think I think anyone who does um, a version of what we do, any live performance, once it once once it's rolling, you you kind of you you're up a bit. But um, I mean, I have like a bowl of like Nescafe blend for this. <laughs> I'm just, He's just pumping it into I'm pumping it in. I'm like into the eyeball. That's into the bloodstream faster, like whatever it takes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a mixture of that. And in all, in all seriousness, like, like it's, it's like that adrenaline and not fear of stuffing up, but just like, you've just like, you've just got to, it just has to be done. And, and, and like, it's not like another job where, you know, you can kind of, there's like safety in numbers. Like, no, you, you're the one on 
it's kind of your camera can be a very lonely place. It's 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 on you to yeah. it, it's on you to do it. So you just get it done. And, and, and when did you decide? Was it a conscious decision? So you've transcended um, your show because of the entertainment you bring to the screen. But it is, mate. That's yeah. why you're winning logies. You're not winning logies. Uh, um, because you're just getting up there and saying Australia beat Ireland last night in the rugby, mm, you're mm, bringing mm. some sizzle to it. And, and that's what I love because I feel we're in the entertainment business. When did you decide, was it conscious to think, right, I'm not just going to do straight, here's me in a suit and tie, overnight mm. Australia beat yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, 32 nil and this happened. When did you decide to be yourself? It's a really good question. Um, <laughs> I think I think when I... When I, when I started at the ABC, which would be just on two years, um, I was like, like, I know we both joked about it, but I'm not a journalist asshole. I, there's no way I could out-journal the people around me. No. No way. No. And I was like, well, hmm. I was like, well what, what have I got? Well, I've got everything that makes me me, which is a very unique pathway into a newsroom and a very unique like maybe not skill set but experience set that i don't think any any of well not any but the majority of others would have you know a lot of I them, love it. a lot of them come through say a melbourne uni and then and then they get a placement and then you know they've it's a regimented approach exactly right and they are far smarter far Far more, um, uh, I guess they're they're far better at being journalists than I'll ever be. But sometimes I think all their personality is smashed out of them. And and I would I would I would say that 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 sometimes it is. Mm. Um, and so for me, I was like, well, like if I'm just being myself, you know, uh, obviously you're just everyone who is themselves is a slightly turned up version of themselves because you can't help it because there's lights and cameras and yes. shit like that in your face. Um, but, yeah, I think I think just when I got there, I made a conscious decision to just, I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to try to conform. I think, you know, my, my, my strength is in my difference, not in being a watered down different you know, less me version of me. But that's, I hope people that are listening to this and I hope all the kids that listen understand that Tone was himself. He's a, he's a handsome, funny, charismatic man and you've followed those traits and that's why you've been so successful. Like I, to me, and it's much, and, and this is what I mean about going outside, which the ABC would love, you, you've transcended your show. Like you laugh because you will have been asked about it a thousand times, but you're cross when Australia... <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, got One, in the World yeah. Cup, knocked over Peru. Yeah. Yeah. We're through! We're through! Yeah. <laughs> How uh, good is this? How good? That's the type of TV I love because I've got. If 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 I'm watching TV at that time in the morning, I've got four different shows I can watch. But I could be watching Ko or Netflix, or I could uh-huh. be listening. To, I've got all these choices. We've got so much. So no matter what anyone says, you, you, we're in the entertainment business, and you no, are entertaining. 100% we are. You were entertaining, and that, I loved it. 
I loved it. I, I gave you the logie right there. <laughs> right there. I think I think that might have got me over the line. There's no vanity. Um, um, and, and I, and but, I, but you were prepared to be, as the stereotypical news reporter, you were being the dude or dudette that we all were on the couch at the moment. We're well, jumping around because we made the World Cup. Well, and, and I think as well, like, with that kind of stuff, it's like, imagine how weird it would have looked if I was buttoned up, you know, Shoulders, shoulders back, kind of reporting in a monotone. Watch every other channel that did it. That's no, what they were doing. No, no, but and and that's exactly it. It's like just like you said as well. And I guess the other point is that wasn't a, like I just kind of I bloody lost it. Like, like th- that's what I want to say. And and like I think um, it was it was one of those things. I kind of realised that I'd lost it, and then I was like, oh well. In, in for a penny, in, in for a pound yeah. here. And I just went with it. And, like, you know, we had some great fans down there. And then, I mean, I did – it was pretty funny. Like, mom, like literally, that was a scarf that my mum had knitted for me. I got it, like, that weekend. <laughs> some bloke nicks off with it. And I just stopped. I just stopped. <laughs> Stop broadcasting. <laughs> I'm running off. <laughs> I mean, that's maybe a what not to do, kids. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's only so many times that can work for you. <laughs> but – um. I mean, I think I think with that, it, it it just shows, you know. I mean, as long as you're not a bloody jerk, if you're being yourself, people will respond to it because, I mean, news can be pretty bloody boring. So and depressing and down and dark in the world we live in. Hundred percent, and you know, I think people are looking. People are looking for a ray of light, and. Or, or, you know, someone to be different because, like you said, there is so much out. Like, mm. we have options galore. And you're, you're only talking about, I guess, the Australian market. Mm. You could be listening to Around the Horn or, yeah, you know. Anything. Bill, yeah, you could be listening to a Bill Simmons podcast, you, you know. like You're listening to the Howie Games. You're listening to the Howie Games. You probably should be what, listening. You probably should be, what you are doing. You should, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably listening to the Howie Games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's... Yeah, so... I mean, in terms of that kind of transcending thing, I think it is probably it's probably come from a sense of uh, a sense of authenticity and a, a bit of other as well. Yeah. And who do you look at that's in this field that you think I'm going well? If I could get to what they're doing, is there someone that you look at that think they're the shears? It's it's kind of funny. Um, so it's probably there's probably two people uh, or three three people, and I, I I don't reckon you'll see any of them coming. Taika Waititi, right? Will Arnett, yes, and Phoebe Wallace Bridges. Wow, mm. interesting I've, triumvirate. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, just, I think that means three. Tri- I think I three. Yeah. See, I'm trying to be a journalist <laughs> to live up to my <laughs> oh, to my Instagram. <laughs> It might not even be a word. I'm going to try it again. Hey, mate, Interesting trio. Shakespeare made words up, mate. Right, there you, go. Yeah, you and Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> Let's say interesting trio. Um, and and I guess the reason being, um, so have you listened when 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 you're not crafting the Howie games? Mm. Have you listened to a podcast called Smartless? Yeah, I have. So so my wife prefers that than the Howie games. Oh, well, that's just um, shit. That's that's disgusting. <laughs> they are a fair bit better than me. <laughs> that. <laughs> To be fair, but I guess I guess what I love about Will Arnett is 
how versatile he is, how many different things he can do and, and the level at which he does them. But then when you hear the guests come on, the reverence in which in which they regard him, and that's not necessarily like what well, I'm after reverence, but I guess that yeah, is yeah. A, a byproduct of how good he yeah. is. I haven't seen that reverence coming from it should be it, sh- it should be at the moment i mean i've driven down to barman heads to come <laughs> on this so so it's a great answer so so where where next you're not you don't sound like you're a man that's limiting themselves to just doing one thing in this creative space that like if you're talking yeah. will arnett this is a multi-talented yeah operator. yeah well i mean i love it i love it i mean so i guess so Phoebus bridges wrote fleabag and yep. performed in fleabag and she is just an insane t- she wrote on the last bond like she is just incredible um and i really really respect her intellect and then her execution um, and Taika Waititi as well. I mean, I think we all know who he is mm. and what he's done. And, and I like, I love the idea of, you know, trying to get into performing as well. Acting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love to do that stuff just to give it a go. Like, Have you written yourself into your thing uh, you're writing? I mean, no one else is writing me into anything. So I may as well. What about mate, your little skinny mate here? Is there hey, a room hey, for mate, me? I, mate, I know the writer. It's <laughs> oh, <laughs> a rock, man. Good. So you'd like to perform? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, oh, it'd be so much fun. Um, it'd be hard work. Um, there'd be a lot of learning, but I'm up for it. And like, I guess I've I've learned. Like, if it doesn't work out, I'll be right. As we talked about from footy. Now, mm. this is the slightly awkward part of the podcast where I have to bring up my bone. I have to pick with you. Oh God, which one? No, it's just a small one. I just want to know how this has sort of developed. So we both are lucky enough to work for Fox Footy. They let me commentate the football. And, and you're very good at it. I thank you. Um, I wasn't at the start. Do you know what I really like about about you um, in, the, in, the, in, in the pre-match meetings? What's that? I can almost see waves, waves in your eyes and... and <laughs> Cover drives. <laughs> I there's, focus when the ball is bouncing. There's not a lot of football. <laughs> no, and, that, that's, and that's I was, a fair I'm point. Like, hey, you feeling like, well, I'll just call it out, I see it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, have, I have found if I inundate myself with information, it doesn't work. So that's... Hey, we've all got our process. Right, that's right. That, and that's my process. So my process is to call the footy. When we are blessed that you've got time in your schedule, your process is to be on the boundary telling us from a ground perspective what's happening. So we did a game in Geelong. Geelong was playing whoever. This is they were playing Fremantle. Right. Okay. They were playing Fremantle. Freo won. Freo won. Freo won. It's part of my process is when it's done to wipe it completely. <laughs> so memorable, then I guess. Well, well see, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be questioning this bone that you've got to pick if it's got to do with this game. <laughs> no, no, because you don't seem to. No, no. I, I know the bone. Don't worry. I forget the game. No, I remember the game because I got ten messages from Geelong fans saying I can't believe how biased you were against Geelong, <laughs> and I got ten messages from Fremantle supporters saying I can't believe how biased you were against Fremantle. That's every game. I was talking about the other day. So we have um, a wonderful lady at Fox Footy called Libby, mm. who is in charge of wardrobe. So I had to interview Zach Tui out on the ground beforehand and it'd be fair to say I'd left a fair bit of my wardrobe elsewhere as I typically do. 
So Libby texted me afterwards saying, just a quick note, we never wear pale light jeans on camera. Why weren't you wearing your jacket? Why did you have your sleeves rolled up? So, I mean, that's, that's statements dressed up as questions. Yes. So I replied, apart from those three, I think I was pretty close. <laughs> and she's like, Howie, you need to take this seriously and it's fair enough, it's her job. All of a sudden, the man that is a, the talented cultural creative customer rolls in in a pair of Connies with, I think, some glitter on them, they're those, maybe? Yeah, they're, they're kind of like a patchwork pair a of patchwork Connies. Connies that you would see at Bowenhead Skate Park, a pair of jeans that are rolled up to the mid-calf, <laughs> an outrageous shirt, and what I can only describe <laughs> as an Inspector Gadget style of jacket, <laughs> and you're pulling it off. You're looking at a million bucks, and I'm waiting for you to get changed. And then I throw down to you, and there's you in that gear. And I'm, I've said to you at the end of the game, Jesus, mate, did Libby give it to you? And you're like, what about? So I think your bones is with Libby. Well, I just want to know how this has happened that you've developed your own set of rules. Oh, I, is it because you're cool and I'm not? You can tell me that if that's the case. See, that's see, that's a loaded question, and I and I'm going to plead the fifth. Um, uh, because I saw you had Mason Cox on, so I was, uh, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, geez. Oh, geez. just, uh, just uh, keeping it um, American. Yeah. Um, no, I actually, I actually, got, so I got a, I got a couple of messages from Libby, but, um, but what I, what I like to do sometimes <laughs> is ignore them, or is ignore, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love this. It's kind of, it's kind of go down the um, ignorance path, right. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know. Uh, oh, oh sorry. Just got your text once we're on air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it too? Yeah, it's probably too late to change now. <laughs> Continuity and that kind of stuff. And always beg for forgiveness rather than ask for permission. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, it's fair enough. And but, 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 but now. Yes. But now because I've set that precedent. Yes. That's just true. about anything goes. So now it's just, oh, that's just what tone does. You get away with it. You do. Um, yeah, like the other day I, I was doing a cross from, <laughs> it's nonsense. I was doing a cross from, I did Peterson Bowls Club um, for News Breakfast. They turned 125. Yep. So I was up in Petersham. Congratulations to the good people of Petersham Bowls Club. And very importantly, 15 years pokey free. Right. Good on you. Awesome. Awesome. And um, so now I'm up there and, and I, and I realised that I had no wardrobe. All I had was same pair of jeans and a hoodie. <laughs> a hoodie. So it comes right to in the hoodie. It's my mate's brand as well. Kind of, kind of brands on the I ABC. On the ABC. <laughs> <laughs> like, nothing said. Nothing said. <laughs> well, you've established it now. You've established it. Final question I have for you because you've got to get the footy training and I've loved everything about this episode and I love everything you represent uh-huh. and the way you approach it with a smile and just you just when you walk in a room, people just enjoy you being there. We have a lot of kids listen to this show, Tone. Mm-hmm. We always finish this way. Yeah. Kids that are trying to achieve their dreams, yeah. whether it be in TV or as a scientist or yeah. a piano player or whatever or would be from your experience where you've been told frequently you're not good enough yeah. to now something that you're excelling in, what advice would you pass on, great man? It's a weighty question. No, it is. Um, but it's it's a it's 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 a pertinent one because 
I mean, I think especially in the current um, environment that kids are growing up in, there's going to be so many ways that they don't feel like they're good enough because of social media and the like where you're constantly comparing yourself to others. But I think what I've what I've found has worked for me and it's taken me a lot longer to get there than I hope it does for the kids listening mm. is that, I mean, the, it's it's like if you lean into the things that you you like doing and then you marry them with being yourself doing them and you try to be a good person along the way, it tend it, hmm. it might it might not work out how you want it, but you'll but you'll get you'll you'll get somewhere that that, that you'll be proud of. I think um, because yeah, life. I mean, I'm only thirty two, but life's thrown a lot of curveballs at me, um, and a lot of the time I've I've, I've gone geez, even now I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what is, what is my job? Hmm. You know, but. I love it. it. It's not what I thought I'd be doing, but I'm so glad I'm doing it. Um, and and also I think another thing is like don't be so rigid as well. Um, be open to, to, to new experiences and trying new things because you just never know. I love it. Um, you're a beautiful man. And uh, as I say, when you walk into a room, everybody smiles. So I'm so glad that you are – Sending that love to the Bowenheads Footy Club. It'll be fantastic for this community. Um, I have any one other question for you. Would you like to have a sauna, or you? No, <laughs> it should be too no, weird. No, maybe not. <laughs> no. Um, can I just can I can I just say? Um, yeah. We've kind of had this uh, funny uh, interwoven uh, experience yeah. um, with my. I guess I guess with my journey, we're there at the start of my commentary. Yep. Um, you've kind of been there for the start of my Fox stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I just want to say what a pleasure and what a lovely experience this has been. I don't, I don't like, I don't like doing this stuff. Thank and you, you've mate. made it a really, a really good experience. Good. Thank um, you. You're great at it. That's why it does so well. Thanks. Um, and I'll have a sauna with you one day. I promise. But just not today. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> good on you, mate. Thanks, mate. Well done. <laughs> What a cool, cool kid TA is. And a Barwon Heads Premiership player as well. Legend, thanks to Tony so much for his thoughtful answers, his many lessons, and for the laughs he provided. The man has so much success still ahead of him. Thanks for tuning in. And, of course, do not forget your regular Howie Games episodes will drop this Thursday, then next Tuesday, the next Arta Series episode with Glenn Robbins, Ripper. Until then, peace and love.